Hello and welcome back to another episode of the DFS Today podcast and The Advantage. I am your host, Michael Fiddle. Today is Saturday, November 19th, which means today's episode is a core four for tomorrow's week 11 Sunday main slate. Let me start off by telling you guys to make sure you follow me on Twitter at mfiddle14 and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Now, this is going to be a rather quick core four episode like we always do on Saturdays. However, I need to start off because I did not do a Tuesday pod this week. Some personal stuff was going on. I need to start off with my previous week's results, a quick gambling or a DFS lesson. Today's lesson is going to be about which contest to enter in a DFS setting. And then we will move on and discuss who the optimizers are giving out and who my core four for this week is. Now, before we get to that stuff, I just want to reiterate, follow me on Twitter. I know I just said this, at mfiddle14. Tomorrow, I will not be able to do the live YouTube stream with JP that I normally do. I will not be able to give out best bets, review the core four, go over all that stuff like we do every weekend. So I will make sure I tweet out everything, all my bets, all the write-ups, all the core four players. So make sure you are following me there so you can have all of that information. Also, next week is Thanksgiving, so I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to work around the podcast schedule. I'm thinking I'm going to do one podcast on Wednesday to do gambling topics for Thursday's Thanksgiving games and some DFS Thursday stuff. We could even do some showdown Thanksgiving lineups. That might be kind of fun. And then I'll come back and do a Saturday episode and do core four for the Sunday main slate of week 12. That's kind of how I'm thinking about the approach. Uh, Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast feed. It might come out a little bit different. I'll also announce everything on Twitter. So let's get today's episode started. I owe you guys a week 10 recap. It was not my best week. I'm not trying to run and hide from it. Uh, I went four and eight in my bets. I was minus two units. I was a little bit pissed off with how the betting slate went last weekend because I have never been so ahead of CLV in so many spots only to end up losing those games. I'm kind of uh, married to CLV or the idea that If I have positive closing line value in my betting tickets, I should win. So whenever I lose more than I win, when I have so many tickets with plus CLV, I don't know. I just get like, I'm like, why did that happen? I'm getting confused. I I understand the ball can roll any direction. It's the way the cookie crumbles. But like when you have the Cowboys minus 2.5 and that slides to minus 5. And when you have the over under and you take the under 43 and it moves to 41 and a half and you're like, wow. I have two points of positive movement in the spread, a point and a half of positive movement in the total. I feel absolutely great about this game. Then the Packers win. They have a huge comeback in the fourth quarter where the Cowboys were up 14. Packers cruise to a victory, cover the spread, and go over the total. And I end up losing every bet on that game. So last week was just a series of events that felt pretty similar to that. Uh, And it was not my best week. I did, however, win both Thursday and Monday in the DFS space. So I was profitable about a few hundred bucks. But really losing the few units betting is what I care about the most and uh, not too happy about it. So we'll hope for a better week this week. I think I'm on eight bets and six of them already have positive movement. One of them has negative movement and one of them hasn't moved at all. So 
Should be a good week betting. But of course, I might come back and say the same thing where I crushed CLV, but the results didn't pan out. Overall, we're still up over 10 units gambling this season. We are up over $1,000 in the DFS space. So we don't really need to get too down on ourselves. We are still being very advantageous here on the advantage. All right, let's get started with, uh, actually, no, I owe you guys a quick gambling and DFS lesson. Today's DFS lesson is going to be about which tournament to join. So you guys know I already play mostly cash games. Now, I just want to say, if you're spending $100 on a DFS lineup in a given weekend, this is what I do. I will put probably all 100 of that into cash games, into 50-50s and double-ups. Those are the contests that I play. All you need to do is be in the top 50% or be above average in the tournament to cash. You might have to be a few more, a few, a few better, top 45% because of the house cut of DraftKings. So that is the ultimate goal. Those are the contests that I play. I do not play tournaments where I'm trying to get in the top 1% to win a million. Maybe I'll enter that once in a blue moon if I really like my lineup, if I see a good pivot that I really like. But for the majority of my plays, I am playing cash games, 50-50s, double-ups, and trying to slowly and consistently build my bankroll. So if you are going to play $100 worth of cash games, what should you do? You just find a $100 single entry tournament and join it? Sure. Personally, I do not. I will split that up into about 20 different $5 entry teams. So I normally have a lineup with like, it's the same lineup, but it's entered in 15 different contests because I want to put $75 on that lineup, but I don't want to just join one $75 contest. I want to join 15 different $5 contests. Now, Mike, I, why would you do that? What's the difference? Isn't it all the same? No, it is not all the same. When you are going against people in $5 tournaments, you are going against weaker competition. You are going against people who screw around and make a lineup just for fun. You go against people who are a young kid doing it with their dad on a Sunday. You're going against people who are going to the game and want to throw some money on a lineup and put a bunch of players in that. Those are the things that you will see in $5 tournaments more often than $50 or $75 tournaments. So you want to be in those lobbies still with the same amount of total exposure in your money, in your bankroll, and ultimately, you will have weaker competition in less, in lower entry fee tournaments. So, you break up your bids, you join 15 different contests with the same lineup, they're all for five bucks, and you also get the added caveat that it's no longer all or nothing. You don't have a situation where you might cash, you might not, you might win the 75, you might lose the 75. If you're right on the borderline and you've joined 15 contests, you might win 10 of them and lose five. You know, you don't have to win every one. You might not sweep the board. If your team is right on the cusp of cashing, it doesn't become an all or nothing situation that is just more dependent on who your competition is and did the, you know, did X player have slightly higher percentage in this lobby than another. I would rather, if I'm a borderline team, if I'm right on the cusp and I've entered $75, I'd rather win 50 and lose 25 or win 40 and lose 45. You know what I mean? Split the money around. I'd rather it not be an all or nothing proposition. When you're doing all or nothing propositions, we find ourselves gambling. 
And yes, you might be like, oh, this is a sports gambling podcast. It's a, yeah, it's a sports betting podcast. And the way I talk about this, the way I said on the very first episode of the show, I view this stuff as an investment portfolio. I talk about exposures in multiple directions. I talk about trying to win big and not lose a lot. Like there's max exposure on certain games. There's ways to do this where you're treating this more like an investment portfolio than rolling the dice at a craps table. Sound good? Join multiple tournaments with the same lineup. Lower your entry fee. Face weaker competition. Not being an all or nothing proposition. And slowly build your bankroll. That is why we are up. I think it is $1,200 this season doing DFS on the advantage. Let's carry that over into week 11. Let's talk about which players we are going to be drafting. And let's start this conversation how I've been doing the last few weeks. I'm giving you guys the optimizer plays, and I'm giving you guys who I'm thinking about. If you're going to play cash games, you want to play more directly into these optimizer plays. If you're playing a GPP tournament, you want to find a slight pivot. At the quarterback position, every single optimizer lineup is giving Daniel Jones. So I am going to make Danny Dimes core right now because he is given out by every single optimizer, and the quarterback is the most important position. So I do like for cash games following the optimizer quarterbacks. Um, it is Daniel Jones on all five optimizer lineups that I check at 5,700 going against the Detroit Lions at home. He has a value proposition of 3.4x, meaning he is projected to score over 19 fantasy points and be a great, great value. So Danny Dimes is my quarterback for <clears throat> week 11. I'm also considering Josh Allen. That game was moved to Detroit. They're going to be playing in a dome, the Bills versus uh, Browns. We know the total has been all over the place because the snow, but really the total opened at 47 when we didn't know that the weather would affect the game, and now it's at 49 and a half. So we are expecting a lot of scoring in that game, so it is hard to fade Josh Allen. However, as of right now, my core quarterback is going to be Daniel Jones. This might be something I tweet and tweak. So make sure you're following me on Twitter because I might tweak this and I'll tweet it out before the games tomorrow. So Daniel Jones, core quarterback. For the running back positions, I am seeing Ramondre Stevenson in every single optimizer lineup and a lot of Joe Mixon too. Let's go ahead and make Mixon core. We know that the Steelers-Bengals game should be tight. You know, Bengals are a slight favorite. We're playing in Pittsburgh. Uh, Joe Burrow has been getting a little bit uh, seeing ghosts, I guess you could say, when he plays against the Steelers. He had five turnovers against them earlier this season. He said he's not going to throw four interceptions this game. He might throw three. He might throw two. I think we want to rely on Mixon in this game. And Joe Mixon will be one of my core running backs for week 11. I definitely also like Ramondre. I think David Montgomery without Khalil Herbert is also a sneaky, sneaky good choice. I also like the commanders guys like Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. I think those guys are good values going against the Houston Texans. But for the purposes of this show, so far, Daniel Jones and Joe Mixon will be core. Joining them in core, CeeDee Lamb. I mean... 
Dak Prescott going against the Minnesota Vikings, going to be in the Dome in Minnesota. Uh, should be a high-scoring game. We are seeing plenty of CeeDee Lambs and some bring-back stacks of Justin Jefferson. So I don't mind that at all. Really like playing into the CeeDee Lamb angle. And some other receivers that we are constantly seeing in the optimizers are Ben Skoranek, Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Paris Campbell, Cortland Sutton, and Nico Collins. So those are just some good options to fill out the rest of your positions. Uh, so far, I'm rocking Danny Dimes, Joe Mixon, CeeDee Lamb, and probably Skoranek too. Yeah, let's make Skoranek the last core. I, I 3.9K. He's way too cheap. Uh, he should get a lot of targets. Stafford is playing. We know he's like the bootleg cup. We know Stafford really likes him. He's had a solid rapport with him all season. I'm going to be playing Skoranek as well. So, uh, Mixon, Danny Dimes, CD, and Skoranek are my core four. At tight end, we're seeing a lot of Hayden Hurst, Dolchich, Higby, the usual suspects for optimizer tight ends. And defenses, I'm seeing a lot of Houston Texans. Some Saints, some Texans, some Commanders. But I lean Texans. I wouldn't go Texans if you're playing those Commanders running backs. Just keep that in mind. If you don't end up playing those Commanders running backs, Texans at 2.4K looks like the right choice. So that'll do it for me today. I will tweet out my bets. You guys know the core. You guys know who the optimizer plays are. And most of all, you guys know to reduce your entry fees in these tournaments and join multiple contests. All right. I will see you guys next Wednesday for the Thanksgiving pod where we would do DFS for Thanksgiving and gambling advice for the Thanksgiving games. And then I'll be back a week from now to do some Sunday stuff. Have a great week. Let's win all of our bets. Let's cash big. And as always, peace out. listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and i'm rebecca we're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say didn't see that coming and we hate the people responsible for them listen to people are the worst now on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts